Australia. How you going? How you going? It is Thursday, February 29. Oh, geez, Jim, that's a weird date. You're not wrong. Uh, weirdly enough, this would make it the, I believe, what's that, the sixth anniversary of the passing of my grandfather. Yeah, that's weird. Passed away, was it 2000 on February 29? We're going to start today's show off with a smile, apparently. No, he was a great dude. Loved him a lot. I'm your host, James Clements, Sands' granddad. Uh, I'm the editor of a good website called CodeBet. Uh, you can also see My Ugly Mug on Fox Sports Lab, NBA, all the other good stuff, the AFL Today Show, lots of other things. I'm here in the CodeBet studios. That's right. The James Clements Excellence in Podcasting Memorial Studio. Uh, just here to cover off a very, very weird day of NBA. The Lakers! I'd usually drop... The, uh, the Lakers stink drop, but they don't. They had a massive comeback today in the final meeting at the Staples Center between the Clippers and the Lakers, at least in the regular season. We've got a little bit of Team USA. Dante Exum is back. That's very nice. We'll cover all that. And then the um, the uh, game wraps. We'll also do those. We'll also do That's Not a Knife. Old Mate No Mate. Spot of the Night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We'll do some Yenars. We'll do the Unpopular Opinion of the Day, and we'll do our back take. Yes, we were serving up. A flame grill take. There is an Andrew Gaze Graham Umber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence and a pick and preview for all of the games tomorrow. And I'll tell you what, we'll try to be quick because it's already very late. We've had a very full day, I'll tell you. So without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 1043 of NBA Australia. Jeez, that's a lot. I'll tell you. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. You better watch out for the LeBron James attack. That's right. LeBron James, he's older than Methuselah. He's 470 million years old and he's out there still smashing dudes. You love to see it. But otherwise, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily whoosh. It's a whip around. Now, you might be asking, hey, Jim, so since you had the uh, surgery on the roof of your mouth, can you do a good whip crack sound? And I'd say, no. <laughs> As I've said, the kid, the squid, the five-year-old, he's like, dad, I'm like, what the hell is that, bro? And he's like, that's Chewy. I'm like, not in my book. Now, I'm not usually one for putting down a five-year-old in their attempts to, like, you know, ingratiate yourself, uh, ingratiate themselves into your good graces by doing Star Wars jokes. I thought it was a good effort. The execution sucked. So then I tried to do it, and I couldn't do it any better. So to be honest, he beat me. There you go. Anyway, the whip crack, the whip around. Dante Exum. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm back. That's right. John wicked it today. No one killed his dog, thankfully. Uh, but this was his first game back since Australia Day. Good to see Kangaroo Kobe out there crushing it and uh, actually helping the mat. Look, I'm not one to cast aspersions. Yes, you are, Jim. I know. Uh, but the way that Dante comes back and Dallas have, like straight away get back in the winner's list. Causation and correlation. You be the judge. The NBA, they also denied the Knicks protest. Oh, they robbed us of a win, man. So like, did they? Well, they kind of did. The NBA went, ah, tough shit, dickheads. <laughs> we're the boss. Uh, sure, our refs fucked up, but they admitted it. So they're sorry, but we're not going to let you play out the last couple of seconds of that game again because fuck you and fuck that. So 
Great job by Adam Silver and the rest of the NBA. We don't even care about you, the Knickerbuckers, even though we'd like you to be successful, but New York was required to demonstrate there was a misapplication of the official playing rules, as opposed to an error in judgment by the game officials. Because the foul called at the issue reflected an error in judgment, New York did not demonstrate a misapplication of the playing rules and the extraordinary remedy of upholding a game protest was not warranted. Gross! Adam Silver at his lawyery best. Look, we know that the ref fucked up. They said that they fucked up. But you had to prove that they actually misapplied the rules. It's like, well, I would argue that getting the call wrong is a misapplication of the rules by calling a foul, you fucking idiots. Just saying. But anyway, sucked in, Knicks. Team USA. That's taking shape, a.k.a. the team that the uh, United States of America are going to send to the Gay Paris Olympics uh, to get their ass kicked by the Boomers. That's right. Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, some bloke named Kevin Durant, another dude named LeBron James, Steph Curry. Yeah, not bad. Joel Embiid. Last time I checked, he's from Cameroon, homie. But here we are. And uh, Drew Holiday. Now, you might say it's a pretty handy top seven. <laughs> you might be fucking right. All I know is that we definitely need to take Delhi. That'll stop them. Dead in their fucking tracks. They might have all the talent in the world, but they don't have the heart and the grit of the king of Meribar, I'll tell you that much. And then finally, the little bit of news that you might have seen popping off today. Jimmy Butler. Emo Jimmy Butler is back. Now, you know that this is one of my least favorite memes from this NBA season, Emo Jimmy Butler. Like... Not for me to say that it's basically blackface, <laughs> but it's kind of emo face to a degree. <clears throat> it's an appropriation of a culture. <laughs> Again, to a degree. <laughs> it's not really, I don't give a fuck. It's pretty funny. Uh, but Jimmy Butler doing the emo hairdo for his uh, media photo. It's pretty funny. Don't mind it. And then you go, all right, dickhead, we get it. It's kind of funny. Are you emotional because you didn't get Dame Lillard? No one actually cares. But seriously, it's a bit strange. I mean, are you going to go out there and wear a Native American headdress next year? I don't fucking think so. But if you're going to go out there and go, hey, emos, I'm appropriating your culture. I'm not actually emo. I'm just kind of making about a bit of a joke about it. It's like, oh, I don't know. Are we okay with that? I don't know. Yeah, we're okay. Because what are the emos going to do? Fucking cry about it. What are they going to do, homie? Are they going to cry about it? They're already fucking emo. Of course. Producer homie's over there just losing his shit. It's good. Uh, but there you go. He also appeared in a Fallout Boy song. Now, my big problem with this is the clip is very funny. It's emo Jimmy Butler as an emo cowboy. That's cool. Those words going together are vaguely funny. Unfortunately, the song is shit. That's the big problem. Make the song good and it's okay. The song sucks. The song is like a fucking Eagles song reject. What are you doing? This middle-of-the-road fucking half-ass bullshit. You're not an emo band. Grow the fuck up. Oh, that's what we did. Now we make mature music. Yeah, mature music for fucking dorks. This, like, if you come into this song with no prior ideas about fucking Fallout Boy, you'd listen to it and go, is this the new fucking Nickelback? What are we doing? Oh, I fucking love this new Imagine Dragons song. This is shit. The song sucks. Seriously, I'm not fooling. It's just weird and sad. It's just 
But actually, it'd be better if it was weird and sad. That would be that would mean it's fucking emo. Jimmy Eat World did not die for this bullshit to be called emo. Let's do some game raps. Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. That's right. We had the Pelicans up against the Pacers. This was the first game on ESPN today. It was a weird one because you could get like $6 tickets and you're like, but the Pacers are good and the Pelicans are good. Maybe basketball just doesn't work when the Pelicans are involved. This was a really good Pacers win though. They're up, what, 40 to 24 in the first quarter. The Pelicans fought back. This is one of those games you go, geez, the Pelicans not having a point guard is a bit of a problem because <laughs> it really was. CJ McCollum was really good. 23 points, hit five threes. Spindles Ingram, very good again as well. 30 and six for him. 23 and four for big the big truck, Zion. Love that. Unfortunately, fuck all else for anybody else. No Grand Theft Alvarado with the suspension. No Dyson Daniels. When you don't have a point guard, sometimes it's hard to play basketball very well. Indy, they've got a good point guard. Tyrus Halliburton, 17 points, 13 assists. Not bloody bad. Pascal Sikkim Siakam, he was good too. 24, 11, and 5. Not bad. But really, it's the way the other dudes on Indy shine with like, they didn't have uh, your man Naismith. And Matherin went, don't care. 16 points on your head. Bang. Miles Turner was a 14 and 10 against the big rigs of the Pelicans. It's a good win for the Pacers. They're now 34 and 26. Drops the Pelicans down to 35 and 25. Oh, geez. It's almost the same record, Jim. Yes. Uh, Memphis put up a very good fight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Did you listen to yesterday's show? You bloody well better have, because it's exactly what I fucking said. 101, they lose. 110, but they were 12 and a half point underdogs. Boom. They actually led for a bunch of this. Gave them hell. The Wolves were getting out-rebounded to a horrible tune. And then Ant-Man went, all right, fuck this. We're going to stop Triple J. And uh, <laughs> it's like the ABC head of shows or something. I don't know. It's Richard Kingsmill. Um, so he went and punched Richard Kingsmill in the face. Uh, no. The Wolves finally reasserted themselves in the second half. And... Uh, there's like a 50 to 39 rebounding advantage for the Grizzlies against the Wolves. They've got a seven foot 40 French dude and another dude from the Dominican Republic who's seven foot 20. And they got out rebounded by the Memphis fucking hustle. It was crazy. This is why I can't trust the Wolves, but good fight by the Grizzlies. Unfortunately, you know, they're not very good at basketball. <laughs> so the Wolves ran out of the top of them. Ant-Man was fucking fantastic. He had 34 points. Cat had 13 and 11 Five of 13, though. Eight, eight, and two for Rudy Gobez. This stuff that were. <laughs> Yesterday, I played against my other French compatriot. I kicked his ass. I looked like 1991. Patrick Ewing? No. Now, today, I'm a little bit tired. Maybe I had some wine. Maybe I had a bit of croissant. Maybe I had that baguette. But still, I'm not so good today, huh? Boom. This is the thing. He played Memphis. If he was playing in Memphis, you could see why he'd have a bit of a problem. All the, Mem- all the food in Memphis, homie, is just fucking ridiculous. Like, it's. Whew, that barbecue, I'll tell you that much. Uh, but still, they got their asses basically handed to them. They took, I think, 79 shots to 94. But the Wolves hit enough threes to sort of win this one. So 19 and 6 for Naz Reed. For Memphis, Triple J, he had 33, 13, and 3 steals. Not bloody bad. Unfortunately, he's playing with the G League team. Uh, Zaya Williams had 16 and 8. GG Jackson, uh, <laughs> 14 points. I was just like, hang on a second, G.G. Jackson. It's, like, it's not G.G., what was it, uh, G.G. Allen? Yeah, Jesus. Not not quite the same vibe. Uh, last time I checked, G.G. Jackson doesn't smear himself in feces. That I know of. Anyway, uh, they are now 42 and 17. The Wolves, that is, 
I think their third straight year of going over 42, 41 wins, over 500. They're like stoked on that. So good on you, Wolves. Memphis 20 and 39. Dallas, big win in Toronto up there in Canada, 136-125. Really nice win for Dallas. Why is that, Jim? Because they got their ass beat the last couple. Brutal loss, obviously, to the Cavs on the Max Struz half-court miracle shot yesterday to bounce back and actually win against a pretty decent, well, a decent playing Toronto team, a team that's been in form despite being kind of shit. Like, they were down early. They fought back in the first quarter. It was like a 36-34 first quarter or some shit. Third quarter, they fucking smoked the Raptors and rode it to the win. Scoob was very good for the Raptors. Jesus, busted your ass in your multi there, Jim, though. Yes, he had 19 points. Your mate Jim might have had him for 20, and that was the only leg that he didn't fucking hit. He shot 922. Scoob, you're breaking my heart, buddy. Anyway, 19, 11, and 7 for him. 16, 7, and 6 for Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertl, uh, with four steals as well. RJ Barrett, 26. Very, very nice. Five rebounds, six assists. This story's always the same with RJ Barrett, though. He'll have these good games like, oh, he put up a really good stat line. It's like, how much did he impact the game? It's like, well, we scored 26 points, kept him right in it. What did he do down the stretch? Was he around? Did the fucking coaches care? It's like, no. Emmanuel quickly, 28, 5 of 11 from three. He's going to pop up again later. And Kelly Olinick, the Hoosier, 13 points too. Dallas went 15 to 43 from downtown and 54% from the floor. I'm no math magician, but those are pretty fucking good numbers. Luca, 30, 11, and 16. That's a triple double. Yes. He went 11 to 23 from the floor, one of eight from three. <sighs> hey, Jim, was your other multi involving Luca threes? Yes. Was it to hit two threes? Yes. Did he hit one? Fucking yes. God damn it. Breaking my heart, but it's okay. Uh, gamble responsibly. Uh, 29 for Kyrie. Very nice again. And the cool thing is, the reason that Dallas won this, A, they scored over 120 points. I said this on yesterday's show. If they don't score 120, they don't win. Today, they scored 136, and they won. Correlation? You better fucking believe it. It's because PJ Washington, or PJ Hamilton Washington, had 23 points, three blocks. He was really good. And Tim Hardaway, the lesser, 16-4 and four off the bench. If they both fire, fucking watch out. Dallas, 34 and 25, crucial win. Toronto, 22 and 37. Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, lost in Chicago, 123, 132. Flip it up and reverse it. Double overtime. Was this one of the picks you didn't get right today, Jim? Yes, bloody hell. Cleveland, they're up by four points right late. Cooked it down the stretch. Chicago force overtime. Yeah, breaking my bloody heart, Cleveland. Chicago then in the second overtime, absolutely demolisherated them. It was pretty embarrassing if, I don't know, you'd back the Cavs or something. Like me. Uh, but also, it's Chicago. They just lost to fucking Detroit. They stink. They're a bad basketball team. Kobe White couldn't hit the side of a fucking barn, and you still lose to them in double overtime. Absolutely brutal gear. Anyway, uh, for the Cavs, you've got Evan Mobley go for 25 and 13. One of his better offensive performances of the season. 23 for Darius Rucker, Judy Garland. He had five assists as well. 19 for Donnie Mitchell, though. Bit of a rough one. Only took 13 shots, played 44 minutes. He had five turnovers and three assists. Gross! Maxi Struess, after his game-winning heroics yesterday, four of 13. Mavs fans are just like, where the fuck was that yesterday, bro? <laughs> when you turn into Johnny Storm. Flame on! All right. Uh, 14 points for my sweet baby, Karis LeVert. 15 assists. I still love you, Karis. Just got that torch burning, homie. I've just got the torch just in the corner. 
just burning nonstop for my sweet baby, Karis Levert. 15 assists. I love that. He had seven rebounds too. I still hold out hope. Ah, Chicago though. Yeah, Tim DeRozan. He shot eight of 26. Brutal. But he went 17 of 19 at the free throw line. He ended up with 35 points, 10 rebounds and five assists. Yeah. Yeah, I could say that's pretty good. 24, 13 and five for Vooch. 17 points and 26 rebounds for Andre Drummond. 26. That is the season high in the entire NBA this season. 21 for Ayo Dasunmu and... 14 for my beloved Kobe White. Had to get there, Jim. Yeah, badly. 5 of 20 shooting. 12 assists, though. Not bad. Huge win for the Bulls. Pointless, really, in the long run, though. 28 and 31. <laughs> Basically sitting there locked into the 9-10 seed. Cleveland, 38 and 20 with that loss. Tough one. Uh, then the last two games, Sacramento got their ass handed to them by Denver, 117-96. No Fox and bang after the first quarter where they led. Jamal and Joker went bang. Uh, Kings led after the first quarter, and then I think they were down 47-32 and went on a 68-21 to run. 68-21. to That's fucking absurd. To a point where I need to drink some of my beer. Tell you what, that is championship basketball. Because I picked Sacramento to stick close with this one. Didn't realize the Fox wouldn't be playing, obviously. But at a 37-72 run over the second and third quarters, they just fucked them up. This is what champs do. They go, oh, what's that over there? Bang, bang, bang. Off you go. See ya. The old fucking left-right good night. Uh, Denver just fucking ran over the top of the Joker. Just barely had to do anything after that third quarter. Sacramento, 13-10-7 for the Suvlaki King. Oh, you have the combination, mate. Thanks, Suva. Cheers, mate. 21 for Keegan Murray. Usually when Keegs fires, the Kings actually put up a fight. But without Fox, it's a different story. Because Davion Mitchell, he started and he was shit. Chris Duarte had 18 off the bench. Remember him? Uh, Denver, 14-14-11 for the Joker. 32 for Jam. Jamal Murray went 5-6 from deep. KCP had 4-6-3s. He had 16-17-6-6 and six for Aaron Air Gordon too. Michael Porter Jr., 14-5-5. That's it. Like, that's their fucking core group. That's the starters. They all kicked ass. Boom, Denver win. They're 40 and 19. Remember the adage, do you get to 40 wins before 20 losses? Then you are a contender. No shit, Sherlock. Can we fire it up? Ring, 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 ring. Are Denver a contender, Jim? Oh, duh! Of course they fucking are, but 40 wins before 20 losses is a big thing. So Sacramento, 33 and 25. Finally, Lakers win the Battle of LA over the Clippers in fantastic fashion. This game was chaos. We're in the uh, studio watching the end of it. It's like, what, the, dude, what the fuck is happening? Uh, the Clippers were, I believe, up 98-77 in the fourth quarter. Again, I'm no math magician, but if you're up 21 points in the fourth quarter, basically any point, you should fucking win that game, not lose it by four points, which is what the Clippers did. 116-112, LA, take a good, hard, long look at yourself. Doesn't matter which team. You both should. Because the Battle of LA, the final Battle of LA as co-tenants in Staples Center. I'm not calling it crypto. Uh, this was really fucking fun. And LeBron James went, all right, boys. Yeah, yeah, so you might remember there's a bloke, probably the second best player of all time. Yeah, his name's me. And just like unzipped his like fly, whipped out just a little bit of his schlong and just laid it on the table. Bang. And when, is that enough? And everybody else is like, ah, okay, LeBron, we've had enough. <laughs> just, we're just afraid. 
LeBron just whipped out enough, went, all right, fuck you, idiots. On your bikes. Off he went. So Clippers were killing him, cooked it. It's the same old Clippers thing. The thing is, if you don't have Paul George, it's hard to judge his Clippers team. LeBron was fantastic. AD was busting him up. The 21-point comeback, it came with a big helping of D'Lo actually hitting some fucking shots. But LeBron was fucking fantastic. He's going to pop up again in a second. But the Clippers, Kawhi, yee-hee, <laughs> 26-7-6, shot 11-19. Was awesome for most of this game. So was James Harden. Fat man hoop, Alec clan, But it didn't matter because he ended up with 23-9. and nine. And then MIA completely T-man had 16 and 6. Norm! Norm Powell had 14 but shot 6 of 15. And this is it. If Rusty Westbrook's not going to throw in like some random like handy game off the bench when you don't have Paul George, the Clippers are going to find it hard to beat teams that are good-ish like the Lakers. LeBron at 36, uh, 34, 6 and 8. Not bloody bad. couple of blocks. Shot 13 and 21. 7 of 12 from 3. Fuck. You, AD, 20 and 12, two assists, two steals, and three blocks. That is just, oh, what's that basketball pterodactyl doing on the fucking <laughs> court? Is he playing basketball? Yeah, well, yeah, that's why we call him the basketball pterodactyl. It's like, ah, oh. I thought his name was Anthony Davis. Like, nah, not anymore. Amazing gear, 17 for Rui Hachimura. And D'Lo went 18 points, three or six from downtown. Six to ten from the floor. If you're going to get a half decent game from D'Lo, he stepped up. There is no better front runner than D'Angelo Russell. He's like, hey, are we all kicking the shit out of these guys? And he's like the third man in fucking bang, bang, just kicking the fuck out of them. He's like, oh, we LeBron's put together a run. I better hit some shots as well. Hooray. And off he goes. He's left-handed, so I should do it that way. Uh, Austin Reeves at 13, 8, and 5. Really good game for him. The problem for the Lakers is that nobody else did shit and they really needed like an extra fucking curricular game from LeBron to go ham and actually get over the top of the Clippers, but they did. So fuck it. Clippers now 37 and 20. Lakers 32 and 28. Let's do an NBA Australia pro performance of the Knights. Let's do it, Jim. Press the button. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Uh, it was the 40 million year old LeBron James. Of course it was. What are you doing? Homie, could be nobody else. As simple as that. Because he had 34 points. He had six rebounds. He had eight assists. He shot 13-21 from the floor and 7-12 from three. And he's old enough to be my dad. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, what are we doing here? Jim, aren't you older than him? Barely. Anyway, um, crazy gear, fun gear. LeBron hit four threes in that last five minutes. Got them right back into the game. And I think he had 29 points in 30 minutes at one point, and then just brought him home. It's like, you're just taking the fucking piss at this point. Seriously, mate. Like, what are we doing? You're so old. <laughs> 19 points in the fourth quarter. LeBron James, he's like, yeah, that's kind of neat. It's kind of cute, this Clippers thing that you've got going on. Oh, you've done a rebrand that looks exactly the fucking same. Oh, you're moving to a different fucking arena. No one cares. Fuck you. Do you reckon that's a knife? This is a fucking knife. That's what he said. Love that. LeBron, still got it. And also the same sort of vibe, uh, the Wolves, as I sort of mentioned, like an, an improved performance of the night to actually go out and win that Grizzlies game. I keep fucking saying this about the Wolves. They have these games. They should win them. This year they've sort of gone three or four in each of these sort of like cycles of games that they should win. Today they look like they're going to drop it. They didn't. 40-second win. Love to see that. That's their win total from last season. That's their third consecutive year with actual wins over 500. First time since 03, 04, 05. 20 years it's taken them to win more than they've lost in a season three times in a row. 
Your shit, Minnesota, but you've done good. I'm proud of you. Spud of the night. Spud, 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 Remember how everyone was trying to trade for Bruce Brown? <laughs> he went 0 of 5 today. <laughs> He's like, why the fuck am I in Toronto? What's the use of all this bullshit? God damn it. Uh, you also had Goodwin go 1 of 8. Jordan Goodwin. Uh, he's like the opposite of all of his names. Jordan, you're not Jordan. Good win, you lost, and you went one of eight. Come on, man. Uh, Kobe, Kobe White, same vibes. Five of 20. Ugh, I love you, Kobe, but you're breaking my heart. Two of 13 from three. And Vince Will I Ams. I just want to say Will I Ams every time I call someone William now. It's good. Uh, four of 15. This is why you're on the Memphis Hustle. All right. In terms of actual, like, the magic number, though, I don't think anyone hit it today. Let's just check one more time. I did have it up, but my computer over here died. It's been a long day. <laughs> We've had some things happening. So uh, you can check out the AFL Today Show very soon. Don't worry about that. But in terms of actual shot making that went bad, did anyone hit the magic number today? No, they did not, which is a goddamn shame because I'd really like to play, play it and play it really loudly, but that we'll have to wait for another day. What about old mate, no mates? Old oh, mate, no mates. 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 Oh, mate, no mates. Oh, mate, no mates. Who's got no mates today? Well, the Knicks, because the NBA went, well, yeah, we fucked up, but we don't care. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we dogged you out of a win, but also fuck you. Like, because you're the Knicks. We don't, we just don't care. Like, we would like to give you a win, but even though our ref fucked up and we admit that, You've got to prove that he misapplied the rules. It's like, I don't know. I feel like the rules are the refs should get their calls right. But whatever. That's a bit of a no-mates vibe. Chris Paul was also almost traded to Miami to team up with LeBron James and D-Wade. But apparently it didn't happen because he D-Wade didn't want to give up the number three. If you ever needed a bit of a, uh, I don't know, another example that Chris Paul is a fucking dickhead and just like the worst dude that everybody hates, it's like, I don't know. Would you swan into uh, – look – I'm not going to walk into this shit and go, Gerald, bang, kick him in the head, knock him out of his chair and start editing stuff. That's not what I do. That's what Chris Paul just tried to do. He's like, hey, Dwayne, I know you've won a title here and I've never won a title. But give me number three. Bang. That's not how it fucking works, Chris, you dickhole. Anyway, and finally, Kendrick Perkins. He's like, huh, huh, who should be an MVP? Demarcus Sabonis. Everyone's like, what? He's like, he should be in the MVP conversation. It's like, no, Perk. It's not how it works because he's putting up really good numbers. I love the Suvlaki King. Don't get me wrong. But you got laughed at rightfully because you said something dumb because you thought it sounded smart. That's not how these things go. So you got laughed at, sucked in, dickhead. All right, pantsing of the evening. Yeah, that was the Clippers. You're up 21. Then the Lakers ran over the top of you. You fucking idiots. All right. Better than Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. IQ. Emmanuel, quickly. I haven't really talked about IQ that much up there in Toronto because Toronto, despite a couple of good wins, they're violently uninspiring. Violently uninspiring. RJ Barrett, the most Canadian of Canadians. He's like, hello. 
<laughs> I'm good at basketball. And you're like, this fucking guy, man. Uh, Scotty Barnes, he's not beating the allegations. Amanda, quickly though, 5-8 from three downtown today and 28 points. He was very, 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 very good. Uh, and I think that might be it. Do we have any magic tweets of the day before we get into the year? Nas, let's find out because my good friend Magic Johnson, look, as I said yesterday, so many of his tweets should just start apropos of nothing. I know famous people. Uh, <laughs> today's is LeBron James. Oh, wait, we don't have the magic drop. Ah, fuck it. LeBron James put the Lakers on his back and carried them to a victory, scoring 34 points and outscoring the entire Clippers team in the fourth quarter, 1916. Fire emoji. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. All right. Susamia Nas right after. I think. Oh, where's the button? I can never remember where this one is. Ah, uh, right after this. Wait, no, that's not the drop. This one. This is Cam <laughs> This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Right, let's do it. He's going to press the drop properly, right? There you go, got it. They're brought to you, of course, by the NBA Australia shop. Get your merch, get your merch, nbaaustralia.com slash shop. Click through on the socials and away you go. Get a stubby holder, get a coffee mug, get a hoodie. I'm going to get homie a hoodie. He'd fucking wear the shit out of it too, I'll tell you that much. It's a good t-shirt. I'm wearing one right now. You can see it on the YouTubes. Go subscribe on the YouTubes or I'll fight you. Uh, yeah, no, it was really quickly today. I just really wanted to hit on this Lakers idea. Is this the sort of win that can turn around a Lakers season? Yeah, nah. Yeah. To a degree. Like, it's LeBron going off his fucking head, which is awesome because he's 427 years old. But at the same time, Rui and D'Lo just giving you that extra fucking kick in the pants of going, oh, shit, yeah, we can rely on these guys sometimes. It's the sort of thing where you go, ah, yeah. Remember how we made the Western Conference Finals last year? Well, we can do that again. So, yeah, I think they can turn it around because of that sort of shit. They just need the rest of their role players to really fucking take a little bit of leadership in this team. And with LeBron James around, it's really fucking hard to do that. So, I don't know. I think if LeBron can hit it like a nice sort of, I don't know, stream of form at the right time, they're going to be fucking hard to beat. But it was very, very heartening if you're a Lakers fan. to come, Like, we've seen so many times this year, them being down 21 and just going, fuck it, boys, we're done. Pack her in. And then they throw in, like, the role players, the bench dudes, and they're playing free because LeBron's not there to fucking berate them like some sort of angry dad. It's like, don't do that. Don't do it that way. Do it my way. And it's like, all right, fucking old man. They just go free and they sort of get fight back into a game and then they end up still losing or whatever. But today was kind of cool because they didn't. Worried about the Clippers though, Jim? Yeah, nah. Nah, not really. Because without Paul George, it's just too fucking hard to judge this team, right? He's so intrinsic to everything they do. That sort of absolute fucking par excellence wing of I'm going to drop 30 tonight. He hasn't been that great this year, though. Don't get me wrong. But, and especially before this injury, he'd sort of been scuffling along. But as long as they get Paul George back and healthy before, I don't know, with a month to go in the season, they'll be fucking flying. So I'm all good. Are you a bit more psyched around Indy after today's win? Yeah, nah. That was a pretty good one. To take care of the Pelicans. Yeah. Even though, like, both are on a back-to-back, 
The way they cooked them was pretty fucking good. And what about Dallas? Does this solidify your vibes on them, Jim? Yeah, nah, no, because my vibes are completely, they're fucked. Like, score 120, win. Good, because they're known as Alice, not Dallas, because there's no fucking D. Unpopular opinion of the day. Where's the button? I don't know anymore. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I think it's that one. No, that's that one. <laughs> oh, he's lost the look at me button. Anyway, look at me. Look at me. Look at... There it is. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 The Pelicans don't realise it. But the only way they have any fucking chance in the Western Conference Finals is with the Dustbuster himself, Dyson Daniels. Seriously, without Dyson Daniels, this Pelicans team, their ceiling is just so fucking just like the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> it's just there. It's weird because he just gives them a defensive presence on the perimeter and also a little bit of playmaking, but just a little bit of fucking, oh, I don't care about my stats. Let's get everybody else going. And that's wildly fucking important. And it sort of sucks that they don't have him. So once they get him back, they're laughing. But with that in mind, we can do an Outback Takehouse. It's Thursday at Outback. You know what that means? Oh, yeah, two for one, blooming onions. That's right. No prick in Australia knows what the fuck these things are. A blooming onion, homie, apparently, is some sort of deep fried onion cut up to made to look like a flower. Yep, never heard of it in Australia, right? Never. Never fucking once. What the fuck are you Yanks talking about, idiots? But the good thing is, two for one, only at Outback. Goes great with today's Flame Grill take, and today's Flame Grill take is... If the Pelicans had done the smart thing and loaded up on Aussies like Dallas have done, and had Dante Exum backing up Dyson Daniels, then they would actually be a Western Conference Finals contender. Only at Outback. To be honest... It's exactly who they kind of need. A Dante Exum behind Dyson Daniels. And that's why the Mavs, they get Dante back today and boom, they go out and win. You love to see that shit. If you load up an Aussies, guess what happens? You fucking win games. All right, because we don't have all the proper drops on the board yet, that's my own fault. Uh, let's fly into the Australian Player Watch for today. Very quickly, we had the Mavs where Josh Greeny Green, a.k.a. Scott, 5.7 rebounds, one assist. You reckon homie's sitting there going, why is he called Scott? It's like, who's Scott Green? Who's got Green? Yeah, it's a weed joke. Uh, two or four from the floor, one or three from downtown in 31 minutes, but his defense is pretty handy. He was everywhere. I love that. 5.7 rebounds and assist. And Dante, Kangaroo Kobe, he's back, baby. You love to see it. Four points, a plus six in 17 minutes today against the Raptors. He went one of two from the floor. He The one shot that he hit, from three. So one on one from downtown, one and two at the free throw line. Five assists, three rebounds. He was unpacking stoppable. And of course, no Dyson Daniels in that Pacers game, as I've sort of mentioned, um, which really, really fucking hurts because they still just don't have a point guard. Like, this is kind of my point about that uh, Outback Takehouse. It's like you can roll Jordan Hawkins and CJ and Herb point Zion. It just gets really fucking hard, though, when you don't have just that steadier, the steadying influence. And CJ is kind of meant to be that, but of late, he's kind of like, well, we need some fucking offense, and it's not happening that well. Uh, moving right along, though, we did have an Andrew Gaze Graham Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence, and I'm pretty sure we have that drop. 
if I can remember where I keep it. <laughs> Which I can't. It's there somewhere. There it is. I found it. Let's press it. It's the first Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Outstanding achievement in the field of Clap it up. Good stuff. You also then get the moment of, we'll do a bit of old-timey basketball. Nikola Jokic. Now, I've talked up MVP races for SGA and Luca all year. Joka is just like, don't care, bro. But, yeah, do it a Serbian accent, though, homie. That's how it goes. He is don't care very much. Eh, not, not so much care. Not so much care. Four straight games and triple-double. Nah, I'll win the MVP. That's basically what he's doing now. He's like, ah, not only four straight games of triple-doubles. His four straight games of triple-doubles have come in three fucking quarters. That is just stupid. You're taking the Serbian piss at this point. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. All right. How about a bit of a Patty Mills game day, ball game day, Twitter check-in before we get out of here with a bit of a uh, bit of a Patty Mills game day, ball game day, and then the game previews. We'll play a bit of the fun song as well. And so Patty has been out there, as I mentioned, crushing it. Now he's got an Instagram story where he's talking about the Brisbane Breakers. Proud to join the ownership. Let's win some trophies at Brisbane Breakers. The thing is, the Brisbane Breakers are some sort of pickleball team. Pickleball is like tennis, but for people who don't have time for tennis. <laughs> and if you don't have time for tennis and you want to play pickleball, which is like table tennis, but you get to stand on the table, it's just fucking weird, man. It's just fucking weird. But if Patty's invested in it, so will I. Let's go. We'll go through, We'll go buy an ownership. Can we, can we start a Ballarat Miners pickleball league? I'll buy into the ownership group there. Jim, how much the ownership group? I don't know. I got 40 bucks from yesterday. Let's see how we go. All right. Game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? All right. I've had a couple of beers. We've talked a lot of AFL today. Uh, this has been a fun show, though. So let's do a couple of previews. We actually went today of the six games, yesterday's picks, I think we went four of six. We missed out on Sacramento. We missed out on Cleveland. Uh, now the other four against the spread. So we are smashing it over the last couple of days just saying so four or six today nine of eleven yesterday i'm no math magician but that's fucking good uh tomorrow's games we have a weirdly big friday slate i'm not entirely sure why they've loaded up for the 29th of february their leap day in the states tomorrow maybe they just like i don't know honoring my granddad <laughs> you didn't think i'd come back to that but here we are uh good on him it was pretty nice of it was nice of him to like pick an auspicious day to like pass away as well like he was the bit what is that fucking cocky doing get off the window you dickhead <laughs> he heard me talking shit about my granddad I wasn't talking shit i'm just saying he picked an incredibly auspicious day that you never forget and every four years ago this is when granddad passed away it's a bit sad wish your grandpa but he was all right uh still we've got a wonky slate tomorrow in his honor, apparently. Uh, Millie Walker, it's Algonquin for the Goodland. 11 and a half point favorites against Charlotte, who got fucking killed by this same Milwaukee team just the other day. 
I'm taking Milwaukee again, minus 11.5. Because Charlotte, that's a team who's gone. <sighs> yeah, I've booked my holidays. Have you? Have you booked your holidays? Yeah, I put my leave in in like fucking January, bro. <laughs> Away they go. They're like, as soon as the season finished, they're like at the airport. So one, two, three, Cancun. Uh, Milwaukee minus 11 and a half. Orlando take on Utah tomorrow as well. Utah, very similar vibes. Bit of a stealth tank as they sort of screw around with lineups and shit like that. You have these moments where you watch Orlando and go, oh, John Collins. That's a little bit too much John Collins. Oh, mm, Kessler. They're going to play him more? No, apparently not. Kessler's been in and out of the lineups, in and out of the starters. He's been good. He's been bad. They've got Lowry. He's been good. He's been bad. He's an all-star. He's doing man. It's weird. Orlando, without Paolo, were really good the other day. They're five and a half point favorites at home. I'm taking Orlando in a heartbeat. This team is really hard to beat, especially at home. They're really good against the line. One of the best in the NBA. Don't forget that. Let's go the Magic. Atlanta. They travel to Brooklyn. This is a weird, funky, bizarre, shit Brooklyn team. At home, they stink. Atlanta, without Trey Young, Again, we've talked about this. Ewing theory much. I'm taking the Hawks plus one and a half because, I don't know, you might get a Dennis Schroeder revenge game against his old team, one of his many old teams. But I just don't like the rest of this Nets team to like really... Look, they have fucked up Atlanta in the past, but the way that this Brooklyn team is playing it just inspires zero confidence. I can't in good fucking conscience pick them. So we're going Atlanta plus one and a half on the road. Golden State minus three and a half in the Mecca. At MSG. They're going to take on a Knicks team that is banged up. Brunson is still questionable, maybe probable with neck spasms. I'm taking the Warriors minus three and a half. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mother, for the rabbits. OKC at San Antonio. Ten and a half point spread. This is the one that I've had the most problems with, homie. San Antonio. They've got a seven foot 20 French dude. Wembenyama. He's an alien. It's weird. OKC. They've got their own weird stick insect. Seven foot 40. Chet Holmgren. It's bizarre. It's the battle of like, it's, it's the opposite of alien versus predator. Like, no matter who wins, we all kind of still win. <laughs> it's bizarre. Like, we don't lose. It's just kind of fun. Two skinny, big, weird guys going at each other. It's like, cool. This could be its own fucking TV show. Just like, I don't know, tall, weird, skinny guys fight. Um, OKC are really good. San Antonio suck. But it's a 10.5-point line. OKC have sort of screwed around a little bit of late. Had a couple of games against Houston, against Houston that weren't wildly convincing. But 10.5... It probably feels like it should be a little bit more. So I'll actually take OKC minus 10 and a half just because they can probably contain Wemby a little bit and they've got too much talent elsewhere. Houston, they go to Phoenix. It's a weird game, this one. The Rockets, look, they're not beating anyone on the road. The question is whether or not you believe Phoenix can cover that line. Eight and a half. KD, Booker, Grayson Allen, most importantly, Eric Gordon. That's right. Revenge! I'm going to go Phoenix minus eight and a half at home. They're a pretty decent home team, and Houston are a horrible fucking road team, especially against the Lions. So I'm taking Phoenix minus eight and a half. Miami go to Denver. The Nuggets obviously played today, kicked the fuck out of the Kings. Miami, they're just too much heart and grit. I can't go against them at the moment. Jimmy Butler, he's got his emo fucking Fallout Boy film clip. I'm going to go the plus four and a half for Miami. Bam versus the Joker. It's a finals rematch. Let's go. Miami plus four and a half. Denver, awesome at home, but I think Miami can play them right down the wire. Denver sneak out a win for Miami cover. And then you got the Wizards taking on the Lakers. I told you about this slate. It's fucking weird, homie. Like, these games are bonkers. Some really good ones, some weird ones. Warriors, Knicks, Miami, Denver, Washington, LA. Gross. Nine and a half points. 
The Lakers just played today, came down to the wire against the Clippers. I'm going to go the Wizards plus nine and a half because let's fucking go. Chaos. I love it. All right, that's it. Done for today. We will be back on deck tomorrow. I reckon we've got an AFL show to shoot. I'll probably do an NBA Australia, probably back from home later in the day tomorrow to set up your entire weekend and wrap up all those games because we'll have a late one with the Lakers show. So, well, the Lakers game. So, we'll be back in the Larry Armour Studios tomorrow, uh, but it will be fun. So, trust me on that. We will still have video too because that's what we do now. All video, all the time. All right, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG, YouTube, of course. We're all over the socials all the time. Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. You can get around the AFL Today show on the socials. The podcast is not set up just yet. It is on its way. So you can follow it on the socials and see all the fun stuff that we're doing. If you're into your footy, there will be an NRL Today show too soon. Uh, Check us a rating and review for all those shows. The Cricket Today show, the Football Today show, the AFL Today show. (laughs) They're all there, I guess. Uh, Rate and review all of them. Give them all a star. Check them all out on YouTube as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, whatever app you use on the Android phone. It does help out heaps. Come on. Even homie laugh days. Like, yeah, I don't even fucking know which one I use on my Android phone. I'll tell you what. Probably like some sort of podcast weird thing. Anyway, get around NBAstraw.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. And big thanks. Always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. That band rules. So do Joshua De Laurentiis, House Hats, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, Green, Green. And Dozers, they're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple Day on Earth, Face Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. So should you! And that's it. No skit to end up today because we're in the studio and it's already past six, so we're going to get the fuck out of here. All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And where's my tin? Letter hose out now!